over the last few weeks, I guess since we had our last class, uh, it's been kind of an interesting little journey I've been on. I've been around some friends that I haven't really seen or talked to very much for years. And uh, a couple of them were together, and I sat and had lunch with them and talked. Others, it was independently. (laughs) And it was very interesting to get with people that I haven't seen in a long time, some from my childhood and so on. And I found that all we did in the conversation was reminisce. We were talking about this group and this event and these people and this discussion and all these different things from the past. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. And it's, it's interest me, interesting for me to look at, <clears throat> but what do I do with this energy of reminiscing? Because I found myself uh, a little bored, not excited to be in the conversation or be present with them because I've already been there. I've already had that experience or those discussions. And bringing it back up seemed to bring back all this energy that was really complete inside of me, but yet it was reaching back up inside of me to try to get me hooked back into that time and to get caught back up in those energies. And so I've been looking at it over the last couple of weeks and realizing a lot of different things about myself. One, I didn't really have a childhood. I didn't really have a teenage life. I didn't even have much of a life in my 20s as far as out in the world with a lot of people, having all these experiences that these people were talking about. Because I spent so much time really focused inside. God was everything to me. God was ever pulling on me to come in, come in, get to know me, wake up. And so I spent that time doing that. And I can remember sitting outside near these bushes where I would often sit and be talking to God and in prayer, meditation, or just whatever you would want to call it, and having friends go by and say, hey, come on, we're going to play baseball, let's go. And I'd say, no, not today, I think I'm going to just stay here. And after a while, they got to the place where they didn't even ask because they knew what the response was going to be. And I would look on that, even at that time, and I would look on it and I'd wonder, gosh, should I really get up and go play baseball? Should I get up and go and do these things with these people? But inside, there was this part of me that said, no, do what is important to you. Do what is there for you to do. And I didn't have the desire, the need, the want to be around all of the other noise of the world, if you will. But it's been interesting because over the last couple of weeks, looking at all these conversations and the reminiscing and, and the energy that has come up with that, I've looked at it once again, and there was a part of me that was like, oh, golly, you missed so much. 
you know, all those things that all these friends of mine did and were involved in and participated and had fun at and had terrible times with. I mean, I miss so much. <laughs> and at first I kind of got kind of like, oh gosh, why why didn't I have some of that? Why didn't I uh I don't you know, I don't relate to childhood, I don't relate to teenage years, I don't relate to a lot of those things because I didn't do it. And so it's not in me as my reality. And so there was this part of me that was looking at it and going, gosh, was I a fool? Did I really pass up life by not doing all those things? But then when I look and see what I did do and what I did experience, not as a person in the world, as a child or a teenager in my 20s or 30s, but who I am and what I experience is who I am in my time of action at that at that age and I looked at it and I went no that's where my value is that was where my life journey and experience was and I needed to fulfill that part of me and I realized that I could have gotten up and gone and played ball or gone and do these things that everybody was running off to do. <clears throat> but I didn't. I followed my truth. I followed that inner calling, that inner pull, and had my own journey, my own experience. And so a few days ago, I was talking to somebody again, somebody I'd talked to a few weeks earlier, and they asked me, so in all this that you're doing now, is this what you were doing back then? And I said, yeah, it's the same thing. What I'm doing today is what I did back then. And they said, and you're happy? I mean, you don't feel stuck in something and you really would like to get out of it, but you, you just have a, any idea where to go? And I'd go, gosh, I don't feel stuck. I feel happy. I'm grateful that I've got all this lifetime of experience of this this journey that I've been on inside. And they said, well, damn it. <laughs> I've been chasing after all these things this whole lifetime, trying to find my happiness, my peace, my fortune, you know, my contentment for somebody to take care of me for all these different things. And I've done it because everybody else around me was doing it. And this is what the world tells you you have to do, and this is what your friends tell you that you're supposed to do. And so I did it. And he said, I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, in all this that I've done, there hasn't been what I would call a big moment of peace or contentment or rejoice or fulfillment and he said I didn't realize it till we sat and talked the other day of just how unfulfilled I am I've been kind of just walking in the fog just doing what the world does doing what I'm told to do following after the carrot so to speak in hopes that someday I'll get it. 
And I realize now that I've never really found out what I wanted in my life. I've never taken the time to listen, to look, to see what I really wanted. And so he said, I'm not meditating. I don't, I don't know how to meditate, but I have been taking an inventory of my life. And I've been making a list of all the things that I've ever dreamt about, that I've ever wanted, that I've ever felt I needed. And that I, then I wrote on the other side the things that I have done that brought that about. And he said, boy, this other side is pretty empty. Because I kept expecting the world to give it to me, to bring it to me, to lead me to it. And I realize now I haven't done a thing to get most of this list in my life. And I said, where do I go? How do I do that? He said, you know, I'm 58 years old now, and it's time for me to get it. If I'm not going to get it now, I'm probably not going to get it. And I'm tired of listening to all this noise in the world telling me how it's supposed to be. I want to start listening to something else called me and what I want, and how then can I go get it. So we began to talk, and I talked about journaling. I talked about meditation. I talked about the LAF. He said, are you kidding me? Do you know how much time I would have to spend just forgiving people? He said, I don't have enough time. I've got to work. I've got children. I've got a wife. I've got some grandkids that are soon to come. I've got to pay attention here and start getting my life a little bit more organized out here. And I said, until you get the energy flowing inside of yourself and get things lined up in here, the world ain't going to flow. It may stir from time to time and keep on churning, but it isn't going to flow. And he said, okay, okay, so just give me one thing I have to do. And I said, I'm not going to give you anything you have to do. There is no have to. It's a choice. He, I said, you know, you stirred up a lot in me over the last few weeks. And sitting down and talking with you, I realized I didn't have a childhood. I didn't have a life in the world. I was busy doing something else. And I began to question and doubt and wonder, you know, what did I pass up? What did I lose? You know, what would I have had if I hadn't done what I did and done everything else that everybody else was doing? <clears throat> and I said, but now here, listening to this other part of the story, I'm grateful I did what I did and that I didn't get up and go do because I think I have found something for myself that brings me the fulfillment in my life that I don't think I would have found if I had just chased after 
what the world was chasing after and wanted me to chase after. So we began to talk, and I said, look, just do this. Just spend a half hour every day. And he went, a half hour doing what? And I said, a half hour every day just sitting down and writing a letter to yourself. Every day for 30 days, just write a letter to yourself. And he said, that's it? He said, you're not going to tell me that I have to meditate and do all this? I said, no, because you won't do it. And he goes, you're damn right. I'm not ready to do anything like that. And I said, I know it. That's why I want you to write a letter to yourself every day. You're going to do an inventory. You're going to take inventory of your life. And I just want you to write whatever's present. Just write it out. It can be as short as three sentences. It could be as long as three or five or ten pages. Whatever flows. But I want you to spend writing for 30 minutes a day. Just find out what wants to be revealed to you that you're not letting it come up. So he said, okay, I'll do it. Well, he's in the process of doing it. So I have no idea what's happening. I haven't heard a thing. I probably won't for a while. That's usually what happens. Maybe in six months, I'll hear about this month of writing a letter to himself. But he has begun a journey, and it's something we all have to begin somewhere in a lifetime. Maybe not this one, but somewhere in a lifetime, we have to begin to move in a new direction. The world is ever pulling us out. It's ever calling on us to get involved, to get participating, to be active out in the world. And yet there is a time in the life of the soul, not the life of the person, but the life of the soul where the journey's direction changes. When the soul comes into the world, it's looking down and out, and it wants to get involved. It wants to participate. And so it does. It really gets involved and lost into the outer creation. And it chases after everything, trying to find whatever it is it's looking for. And the, the trick is, it doesn't even know what it's looking for. But I'm going to find it. When I find it, I'll know I found it. And what are you looking for? I don't know. i got to find it. And that's the journey of the outer. It's ever, ever searching for that which is not to be found in this world. Ultimately, in the journeys of the soul through many different lifetimes, it comes to a place where it has really experienced everything in this creation it can experience. It has learned the lessons, or it hasn't learned the lessons, but it still has fulfilled the journey. And then it's time to take a different journey. And that's the journey back to the true spiritual nature of our being. We are soul. We are spirit. We are not this body. We have invested a lot of our energy into this body, 
or other bodies over many lifetimes to the point that we may relate ourselves as physical beings, but we really aren't. And it's for us to begin to do something different on the next phase of the journey, and that is to begin to bring back to us all of our own soul essence that we've invested into the world. And with that, bring all those experiences, all those lessons learned and unlearned back to us, back to the source, which is our soul. Our soul put action out into the world to learn to experience. And now it's time to bring all that which it has learned and experienced back to itself to come to the knowing, to come into the fulfillment of that journey. That's what this pathway is about. It's the beginning of the journey of return. Return of the soul back into its fulfillment in the physical form, bringing all that soul essence back here to the seat of the soul and letting the soul wake up to itself fully and to all of its experience, all of its knowledge, all of its insight. But that only can be done if we let go for a few moments of the world every day and call that soul essence back to us. When you sit down and you chant the hue, or the yana hue, like we've asked people to do in the beginning of this journey with ILM, it begins that process of calling the soul back into itself. And for the first year or two, that is the action of a seeker looking for understanding of this inner pathway to see if it's time for them to really do this. We want you to have your own personal experience. And so on this journey, we ask you to begin just this process of reclaiming that which is your soul essence back to its source back here to who you really are. And to begin to wake up to that, and you will. You will. If you really spend time every day in meditation, you're going to begin to wake up in the knowing of who you are in a greater way than you ever have if you've just been focused on the world. And that's the beginning of a journey inward and upward. For centuries, teachers have said that this is not the place. This is not the place that is your home. This is not the place where you came from and where you have to return. The place that we are truly seeking is in spirit. And for us to go back to that place, we ourselves have to wake up that we are spirit. We are soul. We are not this body. And we have to begin to live more each day in that soul essence of ourself and let the soul begin its journey back into its true nature, back into the source of spirit from which it came. Just like we have gotten caught up 
in this outer, we have to now let go of the outer to get caught up once again into the spiritual. So in the last few weeks, I've been taking inventory myself. Looking at all this, I thought, you know, I'm telling him to take inventory. So maybe it's time for me to take inventory once again. And so I have. I've been sitting down and taking note of all the experience of I have had over my childhood, through my teens, through my 20s, through my 30s, to just take inventory and see where I've been, what I've learned, what I've experienced, and to see how does that relate to me today. And is that serving me, or is it something I need to let go of and do something different? And maybe I'm supposed to now turn around and go back and have my teenage years. Well, isn't that what often happens? We go into to older age and we go into our second childhood. Well, I never had a first childhood, so, <laughs> so maybe I really get to catch up on it. But I realize in doing this inventory, it really has brought to me a greater fulfillment. Oh, my God, I really have fulfilled so much of who I am and what it is I came in to do. And this inventory has really helped me to look at all my experiences. And I mean, I have had a lot of inner experiences. Now, on the outer, no, I haven't. But on the inner, I have had a lot of experiences. I have them during the day. I have them during my meditations. I have them in my sleep state. I have them all the time. And it's not... 24-7 experience, experience, experience. But it is 24-7, aha, oh, wow, thank you. And I am so grateful that I did keep choosing to sit down every day and go inside. And I am grateful that every day I paid attention to what was taking place not just in the outer physical world, but inside while I was focused into the physical. Because I understand so much more about life and death and this creation and the creations beyond because I have given it attention. I have paid attention. Most people have paid attention but they've paid attention into the world only, the physical, and not to that which is inside of them or that which is of the spirit. We have a physical creation. We have a metaphysical creation, which means that which is just above the physical creation but still a part of the physical. And then we have the spiritual creation, the three levels of the spiritual eye. I am grateful that I chose to be f awake to all three levels and not just to one or two. 
physical and metaphysical. And a lot of people have. They have gotten caught up in the metaphysical, thinking that they are in the spiritual, but in truth, they are only still in a higher frequency of the physical, but it isn't really a spiritual experience. And I am grateful that I allowed myself to really spend the time each day sitting down and going inside. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and all else shall be given to you. And that's the truth. Seek first the kingdom of God. And that can begin right now today. It doesn't have to be something that you had to do in your childhood to be somewhere in the process. Seek God first now and make God first now. And let God reveal to you that which is of God and let God be with you in all that you do. And everything else will be given unto you. It will unfold, it will open, and you will have that which God wants for you in this life. And believe me, it's better than anything you can ever want for yourself on your own. God wants so much more for you and for you to live a full life. A full life is to know who you are spiritually as well as physically. Well, you know who you are physically. Ha, 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 you think you do. (laughs) If you really knew yourself physically, you would be happy in this creation. You would be fulfilling in this creation. Not just fulfilled, but fulfilling every day something marvelous, magical would be happening. And maybe it is. I hope it is. But when you have God incorporated into it, when you have the fullness of your own being, then you have fulfillment. And it's a fulfillment that goes on and on and on. That's why in the book of Love and Loving, I talk about love versus loving. Loving is a continuing movement of being. Love is a momentary thing. It's there and then it's not. Then it's there and then it's not. Love, love, almost love. (laughs) But over here you have loving, always moving, loving. The true flow of God. God is loving. So look to find that movement of loving inside of yourself. And if you find that things are blocking you from really having the fullness of that experience, look to some of the other tools, not just the meditation, (coughs) but the loving, accepting, and forgiving action and the inner journey. If you look at just the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught, it teaches those three elements. And if we can begin to live 
those three elements in an act of life within ourselves, we can find that fulfillment. And we do have to forgive those things about ourselves that we judge, we hate, or whatever it is that we do within it. <coughs> and bring it all back into the loving. And we have to do that with those out in the world that we maybe have resistance or charged energy with. And truly, forgiving is a part of meditation. Accepting is a part of meditation. Loving is the full action of meditation. So if you want a full meditation, look to find those elements that will help you to live into the fulfillment of it. If you do one and not the other, you may have some amazing experience, but you may not have the fulfillment of the experience. And then another key, which actually I was talking to somebody earlier this morning about, they're doing their meditation daily. And they're having a lot of different openings, awakenings, experiences that is wonderful for me to hear but even what's more wonderful is to hear how they're interpreting their experience, how they're understanding their experience, and how their life is changing due to that experience into much something much better and much more profound. <clears throat> and this morning we were talking about detachment and attachment. And he said, he called and he said, well, he said, oh my God, how many times have I heard you talk about detachment? And all I can do is talk about my attachments to my family, my attachments to my business, my attachments to my pets, my attachments. And I'm always getting irritated with you because I like my attachments. I don't want to detach from them. But today I can see that it's important to. I have to let go. I'm still trying to control. I'm still trying to force. I'm still trying to make happen in all these attachments that I have. I'm trying to maintain them. My kids are growing up and they're going out in the world and getting more involved in the world and they don't really need daddy anymore. At least they don't think they do, but they better because I need them to need me. And he said, that's what got me to look at this whole energy of attachment, detachment. And how do I do that? And why would I want to do that? And is it important to do that? And he said, I could see the difference. I would start moving up in my meditation and going higher, and then I could see my detachments down here and the connection, and it would pull me back down. Now, I didn't know it was pulling me back down. I thought it just drew me back down because that's where I wanted to put my loving. But it actually was pulling me back down. And 
So I started looking to God and said, God, help me to let go of this so that I can come up to you. And I did that, and all of a sudden I began to rise up. And when I took my focus off of God, the energy came back and it pulled me back down. He says, I don't want this. I don't want to be a yo-yo, constantly going up and down just because of this connection with all this energy in the world. He said, so now I've got to learn detachment, right? I said, you don't have to learn it. You just have to do it. And it'll do it automatically if you just keep refocusing on God. Because God will be stronger and become the new attachment. You will attach yourself to God and you'll be able to let go of all this down here, but you can honor the loving that is God in them in your daily life and be connected in the loving, but not in the need, not in the attachment that the world so much makes important. So I'm finding my fulfillment more and more every day through you, through your sharings, through your meditation, what I see on the inner for you, what I hear from the outer. I find my fulfillment. And so everything that I have done since five years old when I started this journey to now, it's all leading to the greater fulfillment for me. And I am so grateful I did do what I did and that I didn't get up and follow after everybody else in the world and have the fun of the world. And I looked on it this morning in meditation and I realized, you know, I didn't miss a thing. I didn't miss anything whatsoever because my experience was for me to have to fulfill me And their experience was for them to find their fulfillment. And we each find it in our own way. And that's this pathway. We want each of you to find your own fulfillment in your own way. Not us offering you something and saying, now you got to do it. You know, you're not going to be happy till you find this. Well, you may find some other source of happiness within yourself that will take you back out into the world to fulfill something that yet is unfulfilled so that you can truly be complete and let go of the world when time is right to do so, to move inside to the greater fulfillment. The greater fulfillment is inside. I will guarantee that. Once you've tasted true loving, God's loving, Once you've taken action in true service, once you have lived a life focusing more on God every day, then you will understand more and more what I'm saying. But I would say for everything you've experienced, the horror and the beauty the hatred and the loving of this lifetime, inward or outward, 
love it all, appreciate it all, be grateful for it all. If your parents beat you, love them, be grateful for them, because that was a part of the journey of this lifetime and where the lessons were. And you wouldn't be where you are in life today if that hadn't happened. And yeah, it still may not be where you want to be, but it's a place where you can now move forward if you can turn and love that and be grateful for that and forgive it or whatever you need to do to really break free and go on. Don't judge anything. Don't hate anything. Don't be angry at anything, inside or outside. Put loving into it all and be free. Loving is freedom. Loving is liberation. And that's what this journey is about, is liberating the soul from this body and from this creation and not having to come back down here because you have fulfilled what is down here for you to do. Done, done, done. Next part of the journey continues. And there's always a next part of the journey. I can guarantee one more thing, and that is the next part of the journey is a lot better than this part of the journey. (laughs) Because the next part of the journey is out of the physical creation, out of the worlds of polarity and separation, and back into the oneness where the loving resides all the time. That's a good place to be. So take note of that. Pay attention to what it is you're doing in your daily life and give some time for the inner, however you do that. And maybe it's start writing a letter to yourself every day and just see what's going on really and truly that you might want to pay attention to. You have a lot of wisdom. Through all the experience you have, you have a lot of wisdom that resides inside that you never listen to, you never pay attention to, you never give yourself the credit of. Write every day and just see what might come forward. You might actually sit there and go, oh my God, really? I know that? (laughs) When I have set up here, it started out at, at the age of 18, giving my first talk before a a crowd of people. And I was standing there talking and spirit was flowing through me. And all of a sudden I'm listening to myself talk and I'm going, are you kidding me? Where did I get that? How do I know that? It's because of all the meditation I had done that connected me to the greater truth of myself. In my counselings, I started doing counseling as a service to God and it became a service to me because I would hear things I needed to hear for myself coming through. And I'd, sometimes I would even ask people at the end of the appointment, I'd say, can I make a copy of this tape real quick and then give you this one? Because I need to hear that back for myself. And they'd look at me like, what? <laughs> but they would let me do it. So connect back inside and find out what you know. 
and give yourself more credit than you've given yourself. You have the truth. You know what you need to do. So do it. You know, the clocks are ticking by. And as you get older, sometimes it gets a little harder to do. We get too lazy. We get too complacent. We get too forgetful. Oh, what what was I going to do now? Oh, I think it was meditate. <laughs> so give yourself time every day. Take inventory every day. And give God a chance every day to demonstrate to you who God is in you. All right. Well, thank you.